Welcome back, everybody, to the Elijah Thane Podcast. Today's guest is Alisa Host. She is a mural artist, a blogger, a writer. She's currently a full-time traveling artist. She's from Geneva, Switzerland, but she's currently in Norway right now. So how is life in Norway, Elisa? Well, I uh, I arrived two weeks ago. I was mostly in uh, Sweden, so I don't know. I only work. I didn't really discover anything yet. <laughs> So you you were doing work in Norway already? Is that what brought you there? Yeah, yeah. I, I only moved for work, so I paint different uh, mural paintings. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, here I will, I'm, I'm painting currently on the a hotel uh, facade outside. So uh, it's oh, a wow. big project. Yeah. And what's the hotel that you're painting for? Uh, you in the name? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah. It's a. Uh, uh, Bergen Bergen Hostel Montana. Uh-huh. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, it's more like uh, it's also a hostel, and it's uh, in the mountains uh, in uh, mm-hmm. this city called uh, Bergen. Uh, yeah. So what are you painting there? Uh, so the mural. Um, well, the topic it's uh, it's hard to describe. I mean, it would be better to show, but uh, it's yeah. I mean, it's a mural painting that will cover the front facade. Uh, it's about yeah nature, sunset, landscape. Uh, it's something okay. that I usually do, um, but it's not like only this. Nature themed. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. So, how did you get that job? Well, I always it's always the same. Uh, I always post on uh, Facebook groups, and I uh, wait for uh, people to contact me. Yeah. That's so great. I, yeah, I posted uh, in Norway because I wanted to leave Sweden for a bit. Uh, and and see more mountains but uh fin- finally i i cannot walk at all so yeah i cannot do much i have some uh, some bad uh, pain issues so but it's okay yeah so it's it's nice to be here still so the mountains in norway are, are really beautiful well i haven't seen much then but <laughs> i i guess because uh originally I, I am from a country that has a lot of mountains i don't go there anymore but i so i missed uh seeing mountains and in sweden it's very flat mm-hmm. yeah so you grew up in switzerland and then you lived in sweden for a while and then you started traveling no 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 uh in fact i left um three and a half years ago and because of the pandemic i could only live in sweden but i was never at the same uh, in the same city uh, i moved every month so for the last three years and a half i've been moving monthly but mostly in sweden and a little bit in spain as well i passed because i don't fly so i passed through denmark also i made a mural there and germany but yeah, i didn't travel um to uh, very 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 far only between the south, the south of Spain and uh, Scandinavia. So what started this whole traveling artist thing? The pandemic, mostly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. What was it about the pandemic that made you want to travel? Uh, Normally the... that's when everybody else wanted to not travel. <laughs> yeah, right, I didn't even think of it. No, it's because uh, I was uh, living in, in France, in the border of Switzerland, and there it was really bad. They, they didn't let people go out of the... Um, of their home you had to sign an authorization if you wanted to go I'd say it was absolutely like we were jailed so I couldn't stand this situation so I decided to leave completely everything I had there because I felt like I had to to flee 
And uh, yeah, that's why And I, I read in the newspaper that Sweden were absolutely not going to do anything. It was, I think it's one of the three countries in the world, no face mask, no lockdowns. And they, they, they thought it was really, really too much to do this. And they didn't want to impose it to the population. They did other things instead that worked even better. And so that's, but I couldn't get there because of course the borders were closed. So I waited three months in a mountain cabins uh, that someone lent me. And then I managed to go to Sweden. It was June, 2020. And that's how it started. I wasn't a muralist. I was only an artist. I worked with canvas, exhibitions, many different things, but never on walls. But because I had nothing with me and I didn't want to carry anything or store anything i thought oh okay but someone offered me to make a mural one day and i thought but that's a great way to to develop another kind of artistic career to 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 paint on walls and then yeah. the art the art stayed there you don't take it with you and uh yeah you it's accessible to everyone it's not like you i think it's it's it has a form of hypocrisy to exhibit in an art gallery and then everyone looks and then you take it down a basement because they didn't buy it, you know? But here, if you make a mural, it just stay there. People can just look at mm -hmm. it, even when you are not here anymore. So it really matched my uh, minimalistic uh, new lifestyle. Uh, so then I, I started to do it more and more. And after three years and a half, now I, I only do this. I just uh, travel from one place to one place. Sometimes it's not a Facebook group. Sometimes people ask me because they saw my work. But mostly, if I want to go to another city because I feel like I don't have work in this area, then I, I post and then I wait until... Uh, mostly, I, I prefer that it's a business that contacts me, but I, I could also, of course, do a private uh, uh, house. So, so what type of Facebook groups are you posting in whenever you're looking for these, these jobs in other countries? Like, is it you just type in like Norway small business groups or like? No, it's every, every, every kind of group. <laughs> I just, I only go to groups that have a, no, I, I don't, only the one that allows it, that has a lot of audience and that's it. Yeah, it's not specifically for painting. So you, you just look for stuff that, so you look for stuff that's uh, like in specifically Norway, yes. like Facebook groups in Norway. Whenever you're going to find a job in Norway, yes. If if I I choose a specific city, not 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 for uh, only for other countries, but just cities. Like I, the name of the city has groups, a lot of groups. Mm -hmm. um, and then you're able to post sometimes uh, tips or uh, uh, just any. Thing did they, yeah, of course, if it's the group and specifically on I don't know, uh, dancing, like I won't post, of course, but if it's a group for just a load to say, Hey, I'm a muralist, and uh, if you have a wall, or yeah, so then it's it gives me a great visibility. Well, of course, it cannot work so, as well, it doesn't always work. Yeah. Do you post a picture of your work when I've, on the groups, and is that normally what attracts exactly. people to it? As they see your work, and like, yeah, exactly. I put a bunch more. of pictures of the previous uh, things I painted, and uh, they, uh, yeah, exactly a message, and I explain what I do, and then I talk more when they contact me. So, so do those jobs pay well whenever you're traveling? Yeah, it really depends. It's there are some places that uh, offered me a really uh, 
something I wouldn't even ask. <laughs> but there are some that say we only have a, a hotel room and uh, you can eat at the restaurant every day and then uh, you can stay one or two months and then for me it's more than enough because it's like, like a, a lot of uh, it would be a lot of money if I because my um, what I want more than the, um, than the money is where should I stay then it's not very interesting for me but if it's for sometimes I'd off money because it would be hard for me to find the accommodation and stay in this city for two months because it's not really easy to just find something or you need a lot of money but if they have an apartment this empty for example mm-hmm. it would be more interesting for me and then they would have cash for uh, all my expenses for example but it's more expensive than just receiving some kind of money and have to do the job for like very very fast for example like work night and day to finish in within two weeks so for me it's more interesting to have these things for longer as i if i had a, a home and it would just pay for i know if someone flies there and and get some salary for a week, then it's different. For me, it's more long-term, if you see what I mean. And so what was that first mural that you did? That first mural that you did, what was the story behind that? Oh, that was something, yes, that was a, yeah, it was in a, in a farm mm-hmm. in North Sweden. Uh, it's not something very big, it's actually indoor. And uh, it's a sunset on mm-hmm. an indoor wall, and uh, that's absolutely nothing special. But that's uh, what made me think of it. In fact, uh, yeah, it was when I it was on a pilgrimage, uh, Saint Olaf's Leden, and I was walking at that time. I could walk, and I was a long distance um, hiker, and I was walking this pilgrimage when I ran into that place, and that's how it started. And then, right, what was it about that? Was it just like the scale of the work that you were able to scale up your work and make it bigger? What was it that made you want to do murals over again after that? Well, it's just uh, I like the idea that um, I could uh, keep on making art and not having to mm-hmm. yeah, get uh, equipment, canvas, uh, art easels, uh, have to settle or, yeah, it just... I just realized, you know, you can just uh, find places, they, they will get everything, they will get the paint, they will get what you need, a scaffold, and then you will just paint it and it will be your piece of art, and then you leave. Yeah, it was more the lifestyle. So on your, on your blog, you said that your lifestyle was nomadic. What does that mean? The nomadic lifestyle? A nomadic? Well... I guess it means that you mm-hmm. don't have a home base. And so, how? What was your favorite place that you've traveled to so far? Well, this is a tough question because I didn't travel to many countries. So mm-hmm. mostly, I stayed in Sweden, and I'm still around Sweden. So what was I your really favorite don't place know. In Sweden? Um, I, <laughs> well, but I no, but I was in Spain also, and I have to say that I was really surprised how. Yeah, Granada is a very special place because sometimes people tell you, oh, this is a special place, but I never found special people, what people tell me is special. Mm -hmm. But people say that all over the world about Granada and it was true for many reasons. So I would say Granada is a special place. And of course, in Sweden there, well, 
I don't know. There's so many places. It's hard to say. Uh, yeah. But what was I, it about Granada? Well, first of all, there, there it was in the mountain. It was very, very beautiful. Um, mm -hmm. I hadn't seen mountains for a while, also. And it it, it had this this very bohemian type of soul, where there also a lot of other artists that sell their art on the stairs or by the old uh, white city, uh, city uh, the, the white town. And also because I was offered uh, to stay in a, in a house in the old town. Uh, as a house sitter, just completely randomly for two months. I didn't even have to work, make a mural for these people. It was just amazing that they just gave me the key and said, you can just stay here for two months. It was a very old style house uh, in, in on top of the old town. And it was the first time in many months, I think, that I hadn't had a, a place where I lived alone. And yeah, I mean, it was com this. And also I made a lot of friends also that uh, I really connected with. I made a mural also that was very symbolic for me because um, I wanted to symbolize the end of the pandemic. It, it, it was happening at that time where I was there. And someone said that I could paint on a wall that they absolutely didn't need to know what I was painting. And uh, so, yeah, That's all of nice. that, I guess, made, made it very special. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So do you get lonely when you're traveling then i know you said you made lots of friends at the last place but but whenever you're traveling to new places do you ever get lonely whenever you're uh like out on the road for a while or whenever you're in a new place the thing is uh, i would have a maybe sadly but i've always been a loner like when i was settled i think i was even more lonely because i couldn't for some reason connect with i didn't really have friends where i lived i never had friends where i lived for some reason it was always people in different places that I would communicate with on the phone. So mm -hmm. it really didn't make a big change for me because these friends are still on my phone. Maybe it's sad, but uh, but loneliness comes more when, because I told you I have some uh, issues for walking, chronic foot problem, and when, when it's really bad and when I have trouble walking or, or painting, yeah, then I, I completely close myself and it's very hard to make uh, to talk to people. And then I start feeling lonely because I completely disconnect myself. Mm. So it comes from this. But if I feel good and I can make friends, that's why also I stay in places like I prefer to stay around two months. I don't, you know, I don't backpack. I don't visit things for three days and, and go there and there. I, yeah, I prefer to have these friends there and I connect and I have a bit of life in one place. I can't even, like I spent two winters, I stayed five months in the same place, but not in the same apartment. I still moved monthly, but... And then you have a bit of life and then you're ready to leave because otherwise it feels, yeah, I think it feels even worse if, if you know, you just move all that. I mean, okay, it is a lot of moving already every month or two months, but I can come back also. Yeah, that, that's what I do. I mean, because I've traveled to do to do artwork as well. And, um, you know, yeah. like I've done, I went down to like different, only in America so far, but like all around uh, America, like, um, and then... Normally what we'll do is like a month at a time or like two months at a time. Yeah. And that's, that's the best because then you have time to like actually enjoy yourself a little bit and you get time yeah, to like right? relax and you get to get to, you'll maybe get to know your neighbors in that time, you know, like yes. where you're staying, you'll get to know who's beside you. Maybe you go have a dinner with them. Maybe you could go like learn a little bit about yes. the city that you wouldn't see on the first day. And it's not such a rush to go see everything right away and it's like oh go look at this now it's oh, time yeah, for the next thing next it. thing next thing and then it's all over with and it's gone and all you have left is just a bunch of pictures as opposed to yes. like the actual experiences of being there 
And so I really love the um the the staying yeah. somewhere for a month at a time too. Anything shorter, it, it does feel uh, kind of rushed, especially yes. if you're doing a big Same journey. Way. Yeah, so so I relate to that a lot. And it, but did you did you paint mural? Yeah. Was it the, the, what kind of artwork did you do? So oh, yeah. So whenever oh, that's great. Whenever I went, yeah. um, oh. we went to Texas because I live in Maryland, and so that's like a, like it's like all the way across the like halfway across the country to go down to Texas. But we booked an Airbnb down there. And this is like two years ago. And because um, we live in a small little town. And so there just wasn't a whole lot of opportunities for work. I had done like my first couple murals here. And and uh, yeah, but the, that's the thing. As a muralist, you need to move. Yeah, because it's like you can't exhaust all the possibilities in one town right away. Because sometimes people exactly. are like, I want one, but it's going to be like next year. And it's like, well, I need to, you know, I need to do something next right. week. And so we actually booked the Airbnb in Austin for a month. And that was like the last of little bit of our money. And we didn't have any jobs lined up. We were just like, fingers crossed. Let's go down there and hope this works. And so we went down there. Yeah. We started calling some places and like we made some posts online. And then we ended up finding a job that was two oh. years ago. And then this year we ended up finding a job that paid for the whole trip. And we came back with a little bit extra. And then after that, then later on in the year, we went down to Miami and then we did that for a month and then Miami like blew up. Like we did, I think it was like seven murals in the month that we were down in Miami. And, um, and they were, most of them were all for like the same, yeah, for well. the same doctor. And so we found the doctor and we did it for the doctor's office, like landscape, nature themed, different animals and stuff. And then after that, I was like, we got to try this again. So we went back to Texas at the beginning of this year. And then we booked two months. And once again, we didn't have any jobs lined up yet. We were just like, we just knew we were going to be able to do yeah. it. And so we went and um, after two months of being there, we ended up doing 10 murals in the first two months. And that was in January wow. and February. And so now we're... we're uh, yeah, I have the feeling you always, we always end up finding something, no? As in, because painting mural is not so, so common like every of your neighbor will do. So people are quite impressed when you say, no, like, oh, you're a muralist. And then you show your portfolio maybe and exactly yeah and and it is competitive in some of the cities like um like you know in, in some places uh it's like there's not really there's not there's not any competition here in in like my hometown like it's really really small and there's not really any other mural artists who are really any good and so um but then like in cities you'll go and there's mural artists who are just amazing and they do like crazy yeah. like just unbelievable pieces of all different types of styles and they'll just be really pushing the boundaries and so those ones i'm always like oh man like you know this is really good work like i gotta make sure i step my game up here and like you know put on a good presentation whenever i go pitch and so like yeah. at the beginning of of this year when we were calling people i mean it was like two weeks in and we hadn't had any luck so far everybody's like oh, i'm not interested not interested not, not interested and we're like, you know, if we don't find something, we're going to be coming back empty handed. And so we wanted to find something. And then it, we ended up finding one person who like wanted like six murals at the same time on a playground. How, that, I'm, su I'm surprised when you say <laughs> that six murals, 10 murals, but where? Because usually people have a business. Oh, there is one wall, but yeah. where do they have 10 murals, the same person? It was, uh, so the, the one was a school. And so they had this giant playground area and they had all these concrete walls right. around it. And so it was like this huge, like, uh, oh, yeah, complex. Yeah. It was like, um, like a little community. Like it was all gated off. Like the whole entire school was a private school. And so they had these walls 
all the way around the, the like the playground and they're like you know we want the whole playground done and so technically it was one mural i guess but it was but they were sectioned off so it was like you know like here would be one section and then this right, section right. of the wall would be a different mural oh and so yes. was, we did the animal kingdom theme yes and so we did like all different types of animals and stuff and then we, we actually did did two other schools too when we were down in texas and um but yeah i, I love doing them for school yeah, schools is great yeah especially like Private schools are, are a little bit better because public schools, you have a lot more like hoops to jump through and a lot more people that you have to like get approval of it. But private schools are a little bit easier because usually there's less decision makers. Yeah, because I was going to say, when you say when you when you're in a city, sometimes there are lots of competition, but the people that I don't know if the same for if it's the same for you, but when I post online, it's sometimes people that have no idea about muralist or they just see you and they're like, "Oh, that's a good idea. I have a school." You know yeah. what I mean? So it doesn't even matter because for them, it's not like they know. Oh, let's let's try to find a muralist. But also the the muralists that are well known, they're I think they're contracted more easily maybe by the city or some you know mm -hmm. this network. And but yeah, I have the feeling the people that that ask me. I don't know if it's the same for you, but it's not people that know about this. Like, they, they don't know how, like, who are the muralists in the city. They're just like, I see that and it's cool. And I didn't see that before. Yeah, yeah. It, it's like, uh, like, it's not like they're going to choose who is the best or like, it's like you stand out because they see also, oh, but that's a good idea. I never thought of it. Yeah, yeah. I, there's definitely a lot of that where, where there's people who, you know, who they just love the idea and, and you know, that's one of the things that, that I like about the internet really is it closes the gaps in the world. And so, you know, like people can't buy from you if they don't know you and, and you know, if they don't know who you are. And so if you know, if you know who somebody is, then you have the opportunity to know what they do. And then you have the opportunity to maybe do something with them. And so like the internet really helps out with that for me. And I think for almost all artists who, who use it right, who they could go out and they could find people they could post on a Facebook group. And then someone says, oh, wow, I've never, you know, I, I never even knew that you could do that on a wall. But I actually think that that would look good on my yeah. wall. And, um, but yeah, what is good is to find your niche uh, place where to post also where, where people don't expect this to be here. Like, of course, if there was a website, find a Morales, and then you find maybe mm -hmm. 20 per city. Of course, we, it would be different. You would really have to. To show, oh, okay, this is your style, or this. Yeah, yeah. And, and there are more competitive options, like like where people have, you know, like call for artists. I don't, I don't know if they do that a lot. In, in, yes. In, like, but they do it in Ab America a lot. Like. Absolutely no. I I applied a lot. I was actually chosen only the first I applied ever, and never after. <laughs> it was a street art festival for, for a city walls on a, in a place in Spain, and mm -hmm. I, that was the first time I applied for anything one year ago and I, that's the one that selected me but since i have applied a lot but i haven't been selected but it's also they were too big i think so i i it's better i think to apply uh first maybe i will i would try maybe small ones where i am you know like if i see mm -hmm. but yeah so i i do also a lot of these as you say yeah yeah, yeah. and but the call for artists though they seem more of like those people are looking for something very specific and so you know I, yeah. a lot of times you know, they may choose somebody else's work just because it's a little bit more in the direction that they want. And, and, and you know, those people mm -hmm. are also maybe going to be more picky about the design for those call to artist projects. Not always mm -hmm. the case, but but like ones for commissions, especially for like a city or something. But ones for like a private client where you like a small business. Well, I have the yeah, the small businesses. They're just going to be like, I think, a lot more trusting usually. 
and like yeah do whatever you, you think is gonna look yeah good. maybe no you're right yeah I, I don't have a lot of experience in this the, the one i was selected for it was really that just made the sketch they really liked it they said we want but it was an international one so no one was from the same country oh, wow. but there were more people from the area finally so I don't know, maybe also they thought, oh, we never had someone from Switzerland and we like, you know, it can be also that they wanted more, um, uh, it w that it was international and, and maybe more people from, the, I don't know. Or sometimes it's the opposite, they want locals only because it's a local context and then then, then I don't apply if it's written, of course. Mm -hmm. so, but this one was an international one, but it was small as well, like small city, very small. So you were doing art before you were doing murals. What was that, what yeah. was that like? I remember you said you were doing canvas excuse me, canvases and stuff, but, um, like, was that, were you doing art full-time? Were you doing a different job? What was, what was life like before mural art? Well, I mean, I, uh, I've pretty much been doing art for a whole, my, whole, my whole life. I mean, my, my, my parents were artists too, so I always saw my mom exhibiting and doing stuff, different techniques, mm -hmm. but, I mean, she didn't really teach me anything. I was more into realistic stuff, portraits before, so I, was selected for a few art school. I, I didn't follow them until the end, but uh, so yeah, so I pretty much always was into art and becoming artist, but no, it was never my full-time job actually. In the beginning, it was just, so I was in, in this art school, but I was also just drawing, sketching. And then when I was in my twenties, I just yeah made series of canvas. Before I did some more art installation or, or clay sculpture, I made a huge model of Geneva. That was the first thing I ever did that was in the in the media, like a like a big scale model, mm -hmm. but in an artistic way. And it was exhibited in different places in Switzerland. And then I focused, but then after it was more canvas, like series of canvas, black and white body parts. With like it, it really depends. I changed the style also. Uh, some exhibition, a few per year, but no, I, I actually was a, a language teacher, self-employed for seven years before this, and before these seven years, for another five years, I worked in an office, and before I worked, so yeah, it really wasn't my full-time job, it's only now that is my main activity for the last three years and a half that I've been traveling. Yeah. No, before I didn't even know it could be possible, like, uh, I know it, it was not my main uh, source of income at all yeah it was very similar for for me too i didn't really know like no one really told me like oh hey you should try out murals and then i just kind of tried one i'm like yeah. oh shit i'm gonna do more of these this seems pretty cool that's yeah. so cool how we end up in things right yeah. destiny yeah it was actually probably about three years ago for me too yeah it was probably right, oh, yeah. right around that time right around like 2020 um, but what was it like oh, cool. what was it like growing up in Switzerland like what are the schools like there what's what's life like growing up there it's interesting because I had a very very good friend from from California that said one day that Switzerland is probably the country that is the most similar to the US for him because I talked about Spain I talked about Sweden but it's probably mm -hmm. not the same but there there are a lot of private things because in Sweden for example nothing is private if you're not in the system it's very hard to find a doctor because they don't want you to pay they want you to be in the system and live there officially and but in Switzerland everything is private so but not the school though that's interesting no i mean the school I never, no, it's not that common to go to private school unless you are rich or you want uh, some uh, kind of, uh, you want your kids to speak English or I don't know. But uh, yeah, they are private schools, but no, it's not common for every Swiss people. So I, it, I mean, I grew up, I, I don't know, I guess in a normal way. I don't know. <laughs> uh, 
I went to school. I didn't go to school after. So I went to school until I was 15. Then I went to this art school for five months. Then it didn't work. And then um, five years later, I went to, I was accepted in uh, another art school, university level, but I, I didn't follow it. So uh, I pretty much finished school at 15 and I never went back there after. So I did a lot of different uh, jobs uh, in between. But what was it to grow up in, to grow up in Switzerland? Um, well, I, I, I don't know what else to say. It was, uh, ah, I mean, I, 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 I didn't live in the mountain area or like, I mean, it was Geneva. So all the mountains around were French, but it wasn't in the mountain. I mean, it's at low level. Mm -hmm. It's a city that is what, uh, 300,000 uh, inhabitants. Um, but yeah, a lot of mountains around. So you can also go hiking or skiing. So you said you went to an art but, class, um, like an art school, when you were like 15? Um, yes, it was after obligatory school. Uh, what, what's obligatory school? Uh, yeah, of course, because it's not... Uh, well, in Switzerland, you have at least when I was younger, I don't know now, it must have been completely different, but, but around um, 20 years ago, you, could, you finish school at 15, and then uh, you can awesome. choose what you want to do, like you want to... <laughs> Yeah, no, but after normally you do something like they call it apprenticeship, mm -hmm. you know, like you if you find an apprenticeship, then you, you can be a shop seller or I don't know, but you, ha you are still learning for, yeah. for two years or four years, but you're working, you have a salary already, mm -hmm. all kind of jobs. But if you want to go to university, you can go to a kind of high school, I guess, if you have the grades. And then if you don't have the grades, you can go to kind of like a general school also. So there are many different schools you can go to. Um, but I follow also a bit of it, but yeah, not much. But um, but I, I was lucky because then I, I I found a lot of different jobs and I also uh, learned how to do graphic designs. Um, so I did many different things, but I, I didn't go to school. Mm -hmm. So whenever you were in like like this program after like you were like fifteen or something, uh, whenever you're in this art program, did you learn anything from there that you use today? Well, I, I was only for five months there, to mm -hmm. be honest. So um, because then there were another selection and they didn't choose me because I didn't show at that, at that age, I didn't show big interest. But I would say I remember learning about colors and a bit of uh, technical drawing. But to be honest, I don't even remember that much. I, I don't think I learned really anything that I use now. Like, nah, I can't say for sure. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Where did you? But it's such a small period. Yeah, where did you learn to paint? I would say it's only like I just improved, you know, like I, I mean, I saw my mom do that, but it was not um, the same style. So I cannot say that I copied her because she I never saw her paint portraits or anything. I, I would say I just tried and it's just like a, a trying thing, you know, over the years you realize this works, this doesn't work. Mm -hmm. I don't think I learned, you know, I just learned by myself. It's the same when you, I don't know, when you, 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 you. You, you try to build stuff with your hands and you're like, oh, that looks good, like a sculptor, you know, like you observe another sculptor, like, for example, portrait, I guess I would observe faces and I would just try to draw them. And, mm -hmm. they, and then you improve over the, the time and people maybe give you tips. I don't know. I, I don't know if I really learned so it was from very, anything special. It sounds like it was very, observing. it sounds like it was very natural, like just a very natural way that it unfolded of how you learned. Like you didn't have a teacher telling you like, here's how you do this and no. here's how you do this. Like there wasn't much of that. Yeah. Was, 
there wasn't that books that you were reading or anything like that. It was just observing. Were you drawing from life? Yeah, observing. Drawing from nature, drawing from yeah. life, drawing from photos. Like... Yes. From photos a lot, of course. Like I take a picture of my hand if I want to draw a hand and then mm -hmm. I draw the hand and then I draw other stuff around, you know, like, yeah. But of course, it's always observing. Like, I'm surprised sometimes people, like, they tell me, oh, but, but it was from, from the picture, but can you just draw it to your own? And I said, yeah, but I mean, I need to observe how would I do a, a, a good how would I draw a good hand if I don't observe it like for me it's like it can't be I don't know maybe if you if you do it every day you can do it but what do you mean like drawing it from imagination I don't know for me it doesn't work if I don't observe like yeah because you know what I mean like I want it to look realistic so I will take a picture of my hand I would change mm -hmm. the position and then I would observe it and then I would draw it and then, of course, I could change the color or like it could be different. It, would, it doesn't have to look the same, but the, the shape, you know, the wrinkles. How would I imagine the, the light, for example? You know, how would I yeah. like or the wrinkles like I need to observe? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So was there lots of art galleries in, in the area when you, where you grew up or where you travel now? Do you go see art galleries often? Not often because, <laughs> to be honest, art galleries, they're not really on my way. When I stay in a city, yeah, sometimes it can happen that I go. But here, for example, in the mountains, they're not there. I don't know where God, if Maybe if I have time one day, I will go down to town and, and see. Mm -hmm. But uh, sometimes I go to art gallery yeah, when I stay in a city to get inspiration. But I would say that I go more to museums, you know, and modern museums. And yeah, I don't often go to specifically art galleries uh but more like yeah outdoor exhibitions sometimes i saw or uh, yeah museums uh modern art or all of that maybe i should do more art gallery but you know because sometimes i'm 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 in the rest stepping into some small galleries and maybe the person thinks i'm gonna buy you know what i mean when you go to a museum it's different because it's just to look at it but yeah. sometimes i feel embarrassed about the, the money thing like i go to these small art galleries where they exhibit but like I know some some galleries, and I know that every time the door comes, they're like, "Oh, he's gonna buy or she's yeah, gonna buy." Yeah. And if I come, and I'm like, "Oh, that's cool, I'm a nomadic mural artist," and they're like, "Oh, that's great," but maybe in their mind, like, "Yeah, but why is never coming into this art gallery to buy it?" So yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah sometimes I have some embarrassment about these kind of art galleries. It's not their fault. It's great, but I feel embarrassed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for anybody listening, uh, the difference between like the art galleries and the museums would be. Like you have the art galleries would be like the places where like usually living artists will have works for display and they'll generally be for yeah. sale. The museums, now yeah. this is just overgeneralization, but definitely. the museums would be yeah. the place where it would be maybe artists who are dead, who like their works are not for sale. They're just there to look at and to admire and then something like that. Now, this is not always the case. That but they're, they're not always dead. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. Saying, it's, a over, sorry, sorry. it's a much overgeneralization. But yeah. generally speaking, it'll be like those artworks aren't for sale. They're just for display. And um, the reason I yeah, think exactly. that most of them are dead is because most of the time, whenever the artists are living, they're like, oh, hey, I still want to sell the work. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting because I, I saw a lot of exhibitions, you know, art installation that are provisory. So they're organized by artists from now, like, but, but, but yeah, they're not for sale. Or maybe they are and I, and I ignore it, but I don't, I don't think so. You know what I mean? Like, it's more like, maybe, I don't know, they have an arrangement with the museum, but this is a collection, like, or this is an art installation, like, just for the museum they made, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and, and yeah, and, and it, I really like to, to see this kind of temporary 
exhibition. But yeah, I don't know about you, but for me, this is this is a kind of also a reason why I, I prefer also make murals. And I have this embarrassment about art for sale and or, or overpricing art or, you know, some people say, oh, but I cannot touch it because it's a piece of art. Like, like for me, it's like, for example, my mural will be covered some days because, you know, the weather, or I don't know, it will get old and it will get... I don't care. Like, I mean, for me, it's it's not something sacral because or it's not something I price like, OK, this is a thousand dollar and uh, be careful not to damage it. It's like, well, I make art. I share it. It's not that it's bad to sell art, but I have embarrassment about, yeah, like pricing my art or I don't know. It's it's like for me, it, it's like it makes the art difficult for me to 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 talk about or when people ask me price you know yeah yeah i completely uh, relate yeah. but i mean i yeah yeah yeah, you, yeah I'm... i mean of course we price our murals it's also hard but i mean it's a bit different because it's a one-time thing it's not like uh, you have prices and people look and yeah, I don't know. yeah uh, for me the murals is the way the murals were a way to get out of that dilemma because i was doing these paintings on canvas where I was like really attached to the paintings and I really loved the paintings and I felt like people just weren't really quite understanding them and and they didn't really want what I was asking for them and so I was like I don't really want to keep I don't want to like sell them to like if I can't find anybody that's really interested or that understands them like because if someone really loves it they're going to want it you know if they if they really love it and you know like and they got to have it they got to have it but like, you know, trying, like, you can't force somebody to want something that they don't want. And it just doesn't make sense. And I'm like, yeah, why would true. I want somebody to to buy this who doesn't even really like it that much? Whenever yeah, I yeah, love yeah. it, I would rather just keep it. And so I was like, well, then that doesn't really solve the problem of money, though. And so murals kind of were the way to like, after my first mural, I was like, oh, wow, I made the same amount of money for this painting that I did because my first painting, my first mural, it was like two weeks that I had taken to do and I got paid like $2,000 for it. And I was like, oh, wow, like that's more than like any piece that I've ever sold so far. Yeah. And so yeah, I was like, yeah. this is, and that was two weeks that's of unique. work as opposed to spending two months and then, you know, like not even be guaranteed an exhibit. Now, like, because it's, yeah, right exactly, on, it's right? also on a public corner, so everybody's going to see it for years to come. And so I'm like, okay, well, this is nice because now... I don't have to worry about like having, like you said, having to store it, having to do all that. It's already being stored. Yes. It's being stored on the side of the building. And so like, it was just like, okay, well this is, and so now I look at the murals as like, okay, this is what I'm doing for them. And then the paintings is what I'm doing for me. And so like, I'll have like, right. so I'll think, and I'll, I'll try to like, I don't know if that makes sense, but, but yeah. it's like, so I'll yeah, do one for them and then I'll do one for me. And that way I could have, it's like, oh yeah. So that interesting. way, but you mean, yeah, tell me, sorry. Yeah, well, just basically, like, you know, that way, if if there's something that I really want to paint, you know, like, I'm going to paint it regardless, whether someone pays me to do it or not, because I feel like it needs to be yes. there. Oh, same, same. Yeah. Yes. But if somebody wants something, but, but don't, yeah. Yeah, but don't you have the feeling over time, because before, when I started, like, three years and a half ago, like, mm -hmm. after this mural I told you about in the farm, I, I, I was like, oh, let's ask people what they want to paint, and they pay me, and I paint a giraffe or whatever. But then I don't do that anymore because then I realize what that if they like what I do, they can orient it. They say, can you do this, what you do usually, but more in a natural way or and then it's your mural anyway. And now now I never, for example, I never ask, you know, I mean, they tell me a, a bit of stuff, but I never say, 
what do you want me to do? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And and so now before it would be like this, like I would be, oh, I want to make this I specifically this, so I will find a wall. But I know, of course, no one will pay me. But now they're the same. You know what I mean? What I want to do or what people want to do. Like for example, I do these giant and envelopes with our postcards, and yeah. it's like the wall is a postcard. But this I can do. You know what I mean? Like anyone could want to have it, but I would change the topic of the thing. A little bit, but I still consider them my mural. Like I don't have any any cleavage anymore because then it cannot be my portfolio if it's really. Of course, if someone want to pay very well for a private house and say, copy this picture, then I would still do probably. But I mean, then I would do for quite a lot of money because I would be okay. This is not for my portfolio. This is not unless the accommodation is great. Like I don't know. Like they give me a house for a month or two. But yeah, it would be less fun. Like, and for them too because. Don't they want like they want the artist to sign, right? So they cannot if they say copy this picture, then you don't really want to sign it because it's not really yours. Or how does it work? How, what do you think about this? Yeah, well, I've done something kind of like copying where I'll do like like the way I learned how to paint was remaking like old Renaissance master paintings, and so like I would take like Leonardo oh, da Vinci, yeah, Michelangelo, right. Raphael, and I'm like, how did they? How did Rembrandt yeah. get? How did Rembrandt light his figures? How did Leonardo da Vinci dissolve his shadows into like this ethereal realm of nothingness? Yeah. How did Michelangelo build contrast? And so I looked for all those yeah. things and I tried to study all that. And so like my first couple works were usually just these remakes, but I would still sign them because they obviously didn't really look much like the actual master's paintings. Yeah. But then whenever they started to like, I started to get the hang of it. I'm like, okay, now I could, I feel like I could kind of start to do what they're doing then then i was like okay i need to switch it up stylistically and so now if i if i'll use like a, a photograph for a reference for something i mean normally what i'll try to do is like i'll try to take multiple photographs and that way it's like a common that way it's not just like a remake of one particular image yeah and so even if of it's course, like an old yes. master painting Same. like uh like there's one uh, that i did of, of saint michael versus uh satan and he's like they're locking him into the underworld for a thousand years. And it's actually after a, an old Renaissance painting, that, an old Baroque painting that's already been painted. But what I did is like I went and I actually went and like posed for the picture. We went and lit it and I like redrew the anatomy and redid the colors, redid the fabric oh, wow. and redid like redesigned the whole entire thing. So it's like it's the same compositionally, but the whole entire image is different. And so I was like, I feel like I earned my yeah. signature on that because the 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 general idea is the same, but like I changed almost everything in it. And so, no, but this is different. No, no, absolutely. Yeah. And mm -hmm. this is a style, I guess, to be, you know, into old master uh, redesigning. Uh, I mean, as you said, like the style as an inspiration, like this is no, but this is completely different. But I was thinking because it, very, very early, I think Simon Mirala did was a, a guy showed me that he had a logo you know, it's different. She said, can, can you do this on the wall? And then I didn't sign it because it was really, can you do my logo? It was a complicated thing. You know, I, I made it big, but I mean, I didn't really want to sign it because I didn't really even like it. You know, it was a logo that I copied, but in your case, it's completely different. Yeah. Yeah. I would feel the same way about a logo. And, and that's why I'm kind of hesitant to do logo pieces unless they allow me to like, you know, spice it up, add some style yeah. to it or something. Um, because I mean, especially yeah. too, because um, some of the pieces are minimalistic that I'll do, and I feel like sometimes the signature gets in the way of the piece because it's like, especially if there's no yeah. words on the piece, and then you look at it, <laughs> you, your eye kind of goes right to the word, 
and or like the letters. Right, and right. so I'll try to find ways to like hide the signature to where it maybe blends in a little bit more with the background. But then other times where if it's like if it's a public mural and I feel like, hey, you know, this is gonna be good publicity, I'll try to find a good place to put the signature where everybody could see it and can read it well. That oh, yeah, way yeah, um, no, they'll know who painted it too. So it's it's a like the signature the is, is a weird thing. And whenever I first started off, I made some poor decisions about where I put my signatures and, you know, made some of them way too big and, you know, extravagant. And I was like, you know, um, but I think I'm getting, uh, you know, over time, I think you artists get the hang of where they need to put their signatures at. <laughs> but I do exactly the same as you do. Like usually like uh, when it's uh, a wall outdoor, like I seem very big. Like, I mean, I sign my Insta t Instagram tag and I uh -huh. sign, like, I mean, you know, it's, it's outdoor. So, but that's the same when I paint something for a private person or when it's small and then I'm like, yeah, but I don't, I'm not going to do this. You know, I'm going to do my initials. Or, like, it doesn't really matter. Like if someone want to know who painted it, they will ask because it's a private uh, area. So mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's not difficult. Uh, no, I do exactly the same as you do. Sometimes it doesn't work, sometimes it doesn't match, uh, and it also depends on places. But I think it's it's normal to sign quite big. If it, it, it looks good sometimes also. You, as you say, sometimes it doesn't look good to have uh, characters like or letters, but sometimes it's the opposite, like it adds something, because I make it also a little bit has vanished, you know, like I match with the... Yeah. And I do it with like these like street art pencils. So now sometimes it's the opposite. It looks really cool to have the, the tag. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. And then you could have but, your yeah, fonts. But yeah, I understand 100 person. Yeah. And you can play around with fonts too. And you know, it's like yeah, yeah. maybe something needs more italicized font. Maybe something needs something nice, big, and bold. Maybe something needs something more ornate. Maybe something needs something simple. You know, like there's a lot of different stuff you could do with fonts yeah. that are, that um, where you could pick the font to match the picture. Um, so, I mean, I like I think signing a, a picture is like, that's kind of like the signal that like, hey, this is done and I am willing to put my name on this because I'm proud of this, you know? And so like what you said about the piece where it's like maybe you weren't so happy about that. It's like, I don't want to put my name on that. You know, that makes sense because it's yeah. like, you know, that's not really something that's you. That's something that 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 was their logo. And so that makes sense, you know, but if you create this picture and you you draw it up and you come up with this idea, then, you know, I wouldn't see why anyone would not want to sign their pieces, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. But do you use, also, I'm just thinking, do you use spray paint or do you use uh, brushes only, right? Do you use brushes I, as well? I use brushes. Um, I've messed around with some spray paint, but I'm, I'm not very good at it yet. <laughs> so. Okay, so I was thinking because you talked about master painting and, uh, yeah, uh -huh. like, yeah, so you do use brushes more than you started. Yeah, there. I just uh, interviewed a graffiti artist uh, last week. Um, someone who works like almost all in spray paint and so I got to go and, and learn a little bit about that and he was talking to me about the different the different pressure valves and all that and, and yeah. so um, I, I think that one of the ones he was talking about like high pressure and low pressure spray paint and so like the the high pressure spray paint is like normally what the standard spray paint is it just comes out really fast and so you have to like you know mm -hmm. you almost have to paint really fast but he's talking about if you want to do True. blends and stuff you got to get the low pressure spray paint and yeah. that's where you have more control and do fine lines and blends. And so, um, I have, I've only worked with high pressure spray paint, so I'm gonna have to try out some low pressure and see if that'll work better for my style because all the works I've done so far is spray paint. I'm, I'm not very <laughs> proud of those ones. <laughs> do you work with spray paint? I, I, I saw you spray painted the no? background. Ah, yeah, okay, but... 
so that's the interesting thing like normally so i've always worked with brushes but uh, like a few like six months ago I, I wanted to use a spray paint i used a bit already but not for detail things so i made this big eye mm -hmm. uh, in malmo in sweden and to be honest it was so realistic like it was my first shot and it looked even like as as good as if i had brushes so i was first very happy I was like oh i can use it but you know what? I, I hate this idea. Like, I can't wear a mask because they're too small for my face, too big for my face. I can, like, I still smell it. Mm. And I really don't like having anything on my face. Like, I'm just, it doesn't work. I hate the, the smell. I realize it's really not my style, you know, to, to, to be spraying. Like, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't like anything about this. I like the look. But even though I was thinking, yeah, but I mean, there are muralists that do very, very big things with rolls and brushes. So, you know, I was trying to force myself into it, thinking that I would be faster. But actually, no, because I was as fast as when I had brushes. So I think it depends. But sometimes it's temptful. I'm like, oh, I could just spray the background or just. But yeah, but I mean, I, I mean, I had some issues after doing it, you know, because I did it without a, a mask and then the mask didn't work. And then I had some some issues it's like I don't want to bother other to be bothered by anything you know yeah like if yeah. it doesn't feel good let's not do it because but yeah i mean it's per personal but yeah no strangely i could manage to do very detailed thing also make a color by blending too like i just had black and white and i made gray like i don't know it, it really really worked well but yeah i gave up after two weeks <laughs> yeah uh i noticed i didn't want it anymore yeah, I noticed that too. Is like I, that was the reason I got into it. I was like, man, I see these spray these mural artists who are working with spray paint, and they work fast. Like I see some people. Are you know? Yeah. Are you, have you ever seen any Kipto's videos on YouTube? Uh, who Kipto? It's like K I P T O E. He, I think he rings a bell. Yeah, maybe. he makes uh, he makes YouTube videos about his mural paintings, and he uses spray paint. Maybe. And he was the one who kind of like really got me into like wanting to videotape the murals and like make YouTube videos about it, because I saw all of his videos. I'm like, I was really blown away. But he did, he does wow, he does yeah. spray paint work, and he just does it so fast, and I was blown away about how fast he does. And so I was like, I gotta try out this spray yeah. paint, but. Um, and especially things like brick too, and or like fences, because with fences you have the two posts, and then you'll go run the brush across, and yes. then it'll create this drip that'll thing. run down. And so I'm like, yes. man, this is this is taking ten times longer. Or you have to get yes, in inside of the cracks and stuff. And so I was like, if you spray paint, it'll just be like one. You can pull lines faster. Yeah. But um, for this, yeah, I agree. Yeah, and, and so maybe for like textured surfaces, I'll, I'll have to go back to it. But for now, m luckily, most of them have been smooth enough to where we could do brushes. And then like roller brushes work great for doing background yeah, pieces right? and stuff like that. So, But I, I really thought the same about the time. But, you know, then I met also muralists that do big thing in just a few days with roller and brushes. So then that's how I was like, okay, but it must not be about... And then I realized the reason why, because I am—I don't know about you, but I'm so slow. Like, I would—it would take me a month to make like a, a mural on a—I don't know—a two-floor facade. But okay, it's also because I don't work ten hours per day because I have lessons, and I, I'm just not mm -hmm. a person that would like uh, want to do ten. Like, yeah, like you know, yeah. I prefer to okay five hours per day. But anyway, but I think I know why because also as I started, I don't know if it's the same for you, but as I started as a painter on canvas, you know, it's—it's it's very detailed because it's small, and also because my technique, I'm the kind of person that detail maybe you too because you are painting master uh, uh, pieces and but when it's really big you don't see the details so I realized these muralists that made the, this big 
portrait with roller and brushes. When you go close, it's very, very, you can see that there is no detail when you go close. It's only when you see from the distance. And I realized that's something I need to try to learn how to make less detail, but still have it look good from the distance. Because that's how they go fast. You know what I mean? Yes. It's not because they are spraying or, or, or painting. It's because they don't get into this kind of details that I do. They, they just do it like, like this and it works. Yeah. I mean, what you just said right there explains the problem with so many young artists who like over detail their work. And, and, you know, I was guilty of that. Like, one of my first things I wanted to learn is I wanted to learn texture. And so, like, I got obsessed with all these different textures you could draw. I was like, oh, I could draw fur texture and this texture and that texture. And my works were detailed, but that was, like, the only good thing someone could say about it. It's like, oh, wow, that has a lot of detail. True. But it, compositionally, you step back and it just all blurs together. And I think that's one of the things that doing large-scale works helps you out with is because you can't detail corner True. to corner the whole entire piece because... It's just like time doesn't, if you have a little canvas, you know, eight by 10 canvas, you could work away and, and fiddle away with details forever. And, and, and sometimes that produces amazing results. Um, but for like something large scale, like you said, you don't have uh, like people, especially if it's something far away or like up on the top of a building, no one's going to get that close to it anyways. And so have you ever heard of the 333 yeah. rule? No. Okay, so it's a it's a great rule for composition of painting. It's um it's that ah. it's the painting should look good from three inches, from three feet, and from thirty ah. feet away. And so like if you step back and the painting doesn't look good from thirty feet away, then maybe something's off with a composition, like your contrast isn't right, you know? Like that painting of the hand behind you that I could see, I could tell exactly what it is. It looks great, that painting of, of like the hand with the black and the white back behind you like I could just tell right away and so that would be a perfect example of something that like that looks good from a distance and I'm and I can't really quite see it up close but I'm sure it looks great from up close too and so that's kind of like the the yeah. theory behind it is like you want it to look good enough from a distance to pull people in but also like you want it to look good enough from close up to where they're going to want to stay and explore it a little bit um, but with a, a mural on the side of a building you don't necessarily need the three inches rule, you know, because no one's going to get like this far away from the mural looking at. It. So I think, you know, like for a, a, a it, like it depends on how far away someone can get or how close. But I always try to think about that with the composition. Like if someone's going to be seeing it from how, how far away could somebody see it from and then like step all the way back there and see, does it make sense? Then how close up is someone going to yeah. see it from? Get as close as you can. But that's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. That, so, sorry. No, no. Tell, tell me. Sorry. Yeah. And then whenever you get up close, this you want to make sure that like, you know, like, oh, it, it looked good from back there, but when you get up close, it, it don't look right anymore. So, like, maybe maybe there does need to be more detail then at that point. And so I think that's yeah, a good... Yeah, but that's why yeah. I'm so... Yeah, tell me. I just that's think that's why... a great way to decide of, like, how to, how to do the, um like, how to put, how to choose the right amount of detail for you. This three feet, three inches, great, yeah. No, but I think that that's the problem I have because some most of the mural I, I made was not that big and it's still like for example even here it's big but there is a part that is like going like this and it's like a human size and people pass right by mm -hmm. so of course I want to make it right in details you know what I mean? I mean like I never had a surface where it's like there was once but finally it was cancelled and it's a pity because it was really like you could only look up it was already 
hidden, you know, it was on the second floor and you see like three more floor, but you couldn't go close. This would have been a good exercise because it would have been like, okay, no one can ever get close. So you have to make a design that looks good from uh, really the distance. Yeah. But that's, yeah, that's, that's the interesting thing. I've always thought one day if they give me like a 25 floor, like here, <laughs> of course, I will not get into detail. I will really learn how, you know, like I will, I will just try and see how it works, but I will definitely remember this, you know, but now it's like people go and like, oh, I do detail, like, of course you have no detail because they go nearby, but not too, too much. No, now I'm much better. Of course, that's the thing. We, we go with experience, like things that would take me a week now take a day, you know, like uh, I still learned a lot from uh, when I started. Now I'm absolutely not going to like make it really completely detailed for even when you go close. I mean, it, I mean, unless it's a small, small piece, uh, yeah, it has to match the whole thing, no matter if you can go close or not. Do you have any subject matter that you haven't got to paint yet that you want to paint? Any sort of theme? That's interesting because I used to have before, but like right now, it's more like it comes, like for example, this envelope thing, it's like it, a few months ago I started doing it. You know, it's more step by step. I'm like, oh, mm -hmm. this is cool. I sh I'll do this. But I don't have like one thing that I already know I will want to do. You know what I mean? Like it's like next on the um, restaurant boat in Yotobori uh, in Sweden. And it's um, it's like a pirate theme with like, I guess this is the kind of thing I would want to do. So it's, it's really good that theme? I found it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like it's a pirate boat restaurant with the pirate flag. But I don't see you anymore. I don't know if the connection is it's on my side. I, I don't know what I did. Uh, but we can get ready to wrap up now. I have a couple more questions though. Like what's, what, I wanted to know what do you look for whenever you're traveling? Like what do you look for for your work or for your adventures or for your travels? Um, what, what calls you to a certain place? Well, first of all, it, it's interesting. Like I like what you said that it's important to highlight that when you want to really be a full-time muralist, you don't find it in the same city or the same place. You know, like it's more like as you said, it's better to move around. Mm -hmm. So I really do it for that reason because I want to keep painting a lot of more murals. And my goal is really on that. I want more uh, city walls. I want to have things that are bigger and more visible. So I'm. My goal is only almost only artistic. I'm not really that much of a traveler in my soul be anymore because to be honest, like I'm also hesitant even leaving Scandinavian because I learned how to speak Swedish quite fluently now. And for me, it's a, it, it, as I don't fly, if I leave completely the area, it means that it would take a while. You know, I would go step by step. I would go one country to one country. and But it's not, I, I won't easily come back yeah so that's why i'm very hesitant in like leaving sweden so i'm not really the kind of person that i want to go to one country one month one country one month because it's it's too much because it's my lifestyle you know it's not like i take six months in my life i'm going to travel but it's been three years and a half so yeah it, it, i don't have this goal on visiting that many countries as, as many countries as i can it's like it's more like i want to really be fluent and, and, and know one culture very well. And maybe one day I will be bored and I will be like, I completely leave this area of the world and then I will go somewhere else and maybe for a few years be somewhere else. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but yeah. yeah, I don't know if I have a traveling goal. Um, I'm not sure actually really, you know, I planned things every two months 
could mm -hmm. be three, could be one. It really depends on the situation. But I have zero idea on what is after. I never have like a long-term goal. It's really like I meet someone that say you can do this next month. I'm like, okay, not next month, but the month after. And then I go to another city if no one ever asks or someone asks me from another city. It really depends. But I really don't want to have a home base because I think it's, it's ridiculous to have a home base if you're never there. And if you don't fly like me, you know, how would I get from places? You know what I mean? Like I better have, I would have, and I have free accommodation, sometimes very good place. So why would I pay for a place that I'm never in? You know what I mean? Like it would be weird. It would be ridiculous in my case to pay for an apartment somewhere when I can have, I don't know free accommodation somewhere else <laughs> that that sounds amazing that sounds like you you figured out like a cheat really? a, a cheat code to life you know like like everybody is like you ever like everybody's going in this one direction and then you're like oh wow but yeah that's a nice direction you're going in but i actually uh, feel called to go this way instead and it seemed like you're you're following your, your like your passions you're following what you love you're you're doing what you love and you're letting life unfold in a beautiful, natural way, and you know I, that that's inspiring. So I really like, I really like that that you do that, and um, I appreciate you sharing your story. What's next for your journey? Do you know where you're going next after Norway, or have you not decided yet? No, I am. I'm going to paint on that pirate boat. Hopefully, oh, well, <laughs> it's in uh, it's in a city I I was first time before going to Norway. So I know the place already. I was one month there, so I'm going back there and um, yeah, and I will uh, paint there. I, I don't know for one month normally, and after that I have to think. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awesome. So, but it's in August, so it's. <laughs> so Elisa, if people want to follow your work, if they want to catch up with you online, if they want to read your blog. Where all can they go to, to do that? Like, what's the website? What's the Instagram? All of that. Yes. Well, I, uh, my website is www.alhost, so H-O-S-T dot C-H. Mm -hmm. And um, it appears that the website is in French, but you can choose English, but I don't know how to manage to have it directly. Um, anyway. Yeah, I think so, if, you and, it up, uh, if you open it up in America, uh, it opened up for me in American, so... Oh, okay. Yeah, I think that's it did good. that No, because I have two versions. Okay, that's great. <laughs> but I, um, my Instagram tag is, um, this is also a bit complicated. This is at Tone Nomad Art. But if you type Alisa Host, I think you Alisa Host. end up uh, seeing it. Yeah. But it's, yeah. Okay. Um, well, and uh, you, I think I saw your website, but I'm going to check again uh your work because now i'm uh, more curious because we talked so yeah yeah about, check it uh, out we'll have to stay in touch too i, I really, started i really appreciate talking to you and i appreciate you coming on today and uh i look forward to seeing Thanks what you're doing you. next same yeah same let's uh yeah we keep following each other and thanks again really for this uh talk this was very interesting i really need to talk to more muralists because it's also very interesting to see what people do in other countries and this is very important to help each other think or develop stuff and ideas on the rurals. so i really appreciate it and i i also appreciate the fact that i see that we have the same uh, issues or ideas or about the signage yeah it's it's really interesting how uh yeah, because I don't, sometimes, of course, I meet a lot of muralists when I have these kind of street art festivals, but I, I, not most of the time because I, I work for some private or companies 
uh, hotels, so there are no other people there, of course, that paints. Yeah, yeah. So I cannot always share thoughts like with you and talk about the difficulties or the or, or how to find murals and all that. Yeah, absolutely. That's why I wanted to do this podcast is because I wanted to have a I yeah. wanted to have an excuse to like be able to talk to people who who do similar things, That's talk to great. people who do who do interesting things and learn about it. And so yeah, I love it. Uh, yeah, I, love I never saw any people. other podcast. That's great. Yeah, that's the first podcast about it that I see. Awesome. Well, yeah. I appreciate you talking to me. Elisa, you have a great day. Thanks to you. Have a great day. So I will leave the phone open so that. All right. Can, that sounds uh, good. It, right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. Bye, everybody. Thank you so much.